All right, Michael. <laughs> Welcome. So, uh, the, the we're trying to switch things. I'm trying to do this Ask a Christian podcast with people who actually want to be on video or at least willing to be on video because it adds more. It adds more dynamic stuff. And if it helps pull in more of an audience, more people watching, more people listening, who in turn would like to join and participate, have a camera, have some vi- uh, audio that's not waffle. And that's, that's the goal. That's the whole thing of this. And also to have a little more intimate conversations with like one or two people, not necessarily like the 50 people we've been getting on Clubhouse and audio yelling and screaming and over talking. Um, that's my fault. I could moderate better. Anyways, this, this is easy. So it's another direction I've been wanting to go for some time. Michael was gracious enough, gracious enough to be the first person I've been on the Canadian Atheist podcast before. He can tell you about in a second. Um, but I wanted to make use of some of the stuff I have and try to do a similar thing. So that is what's being done here. Um, I, I was going to say, Michael, I didn't have a plan in mind, but it's been about an hour that you've bared with me making small talk while I've been trying to figure out cameras and figure out recording stuff. You think I would have done that prior, but I failed. So um, anyways, this, this could be, be the most contentious you'll see either of us yet, um, but I have a feeling it's still not going to be that bad. I, I don't know that we have a, a bunch of contentious bones in our body. Uh, thanks so much for, for wanting to do this and for wanting to uh, to have me, and I'm happy to be the guinea pig. Um, yeah, so uh, I do a little bitty podcast uh, with a dear friend of mine, Dean, called The Canadian Atheist. Um, I first met uh, you, Nate, what, a year and a half-ish ago, something like that, and uh, I, I joined Clubhouse. Uh, I'll give the little kind of like a Coles Notes version. Coles Notes in Canada is Cliff Notes in the U.S., so when I say Coles Notes, I mean Cliff Notes. Um so basically, I, I was watching a Tom Rabbit video. Anyone who knows anything about kind of like YouTube atheism stuff knows who Tom Rabbit is. So uh, Tom Rabbit posted a video of the man affectionately known as Ding Dong, who I uh, refer to as, you'll know him as Darth Dawkins. I call him Ding Dong because it's fun. Uh, anyway, they posted, um, Tom Rabbit posted a video of a couple of guys, a guy named Silverstar, Stacy, uh, and a guy named Progressing Pilgrim, who basically were, went on and did a rebuke uh, because uh, Ding Dong was a terrible person to like a woman named Connie in her 70s, who was also a professing Christian. And he did what he normally does, went on, made her cry. And so Silverstar uh, and uh, Progressing Pilgrim basically went on a video saying, you're a terrible Christian, you should be a better person. That prompted me to go into Clubhouse simply to find these two guys and to thank them for holding one of their own responsible. I did that. And then in searching the the Clubhouse uh kind of room area i found this little place called ask a christian and uh, the rest as they say is history um it uh, it, it was a you know nate was welcoming from the get-go at the time it was actually nate and roy um was was more frequently there uh but i've gotten to know nate pretty well and, and some of the lovely people that are on the regular like steph and and i get along pretty well with with albie and uh pastor sam's on there all the time pastor mark and i've gotten to know lots of people and uh, it's it's genuinely been been pretty good. Anyway, Nate was also kind enough to come on our podcast, uh, what, six months ago, something like that. And uh, it was a really good time. And uh, yeah, I'll stop babbling now. Yeah, and, and I mean, that's one thing. It, it was fun, right? I, I heard you got flack for not giving me such a, a hard time or whatever you're taking too easy, which I want to talk about in a minute. Uh, or a few minutes, but that's that's one thing, right? Like, because in the past, um, the, the genesis of this Ask a Christian, I think I said on your podcast, was in Google Plus over a decade ago. I went in, there was all these different rooms, video hangouts were becoming a thing, and there's this thing called religious discussion. I went in, it was just an atheist railing on Christians, um, the kind who Michael is not, 
<laughs> and um, I thought, well, you know what? I could do this too. So I, I'm a Christian. So why don't I approach this from a Christian perspective? And instead of just saying religious discussion and not people don't really know what's going on, I'll be like, ask a Christian. I mean, I am a Christian. And then since then, sometimes people will kind of detract and be like, what makes you the authority? You're not the Pope. I'm like, well, what makes him the authority? <laughs> Anyways, but um, <clears throat> from my position, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a Bible-based Christian, so most um, most of the internet Christians at least espouse some sort of Bible adherence and something like that. So I thought, well, let's dial this down and make this as, as non-denominational, like focus on the basics as we can from the Christian perspective. So not to go super far out in the denomination, like if everyone believes the essentials, right, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, Jesus is God, lived a perfect sinless life. He says, tell people about this, how you can be saved and you must be born again, repent, stop doing what you should not be doing anyways, and follow Jesus, pray to him, seek him, be like, give me eternal life follow me. So in a nutshell, this is Christianity. And I wanted people to focus on that. And for people that believe that much, then, you know, let's gather under this banner of, you know, ask us Christians. So it's not like ask the Christian, like I don't have a monopoly on this. Um, every day I'm, I'm humbled by, um, other Christians who are well more versed in studying the Bible and theology and church doctrine, uh, than I ever will be. Like they've already, forgotten more than I'll ever know, because um, that's not my world. Like, I, I wanted to focus on the Bible, the core of Christianity, and as such, so it's not ask this Christian, it's ask a Christian. So fortunately, through Google+, through Discord, uh, even Facebook and Twitter, and now Clubhouse, the social audio app, um, I've counted on lots of other Christians um, who are willing to not get in the weeds about different denominations and tertiary issues and stuff that is not salvation-related and just does not matter, because primarily I want non-Christians or Christians who are new or struggling or don't really know the answers to come and ask. So we don't need a dissertation at a doctorate level about, you know, ancient theology or church fathers or stuff like that. I want to be as simple as possible. So less is more. So that's where I wanted to focus on it. So it's like, if you're a Calvinist, if you're a Minion, if you're Reformed, if you're not, if you're a whatever, if you're a whatever, let's forget all that. If we can agree on these core beliefs, that's where we're going to approach this from. So that that's the whole genesis and continuation of this Ask a Christian thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because that happens. It, it's funny because I've I've heard you use that as the rudder almost virtually countless times. Because there they'll they'll be the discussions right, and you know where where Steph and Chris will poke each other about stuff right, and then you know things will go on every once in a while, and you'll 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 pipe in with just oh everybody's repent and believe, um, and stuff like that, and and it seems overly overly simplistic, but it's. I I get it. Like coming from your perspective, it's like let's let's come under this umbrella first, and then deal with other stuff as secondary, as you said, not necessarily salvific issues, right? Um, and and I've witnessed that many many times happen with varying degrees of success, right? Sometimes for all your for all your effort, you still get dragged down these these rabbit holes where. You know, we've now joked with each other in the private chat, like in the, in the private chat of Clubhouse saying, you know, you know, I'm I'm looking for a baseball bat, um, you know, and not to beat anybody else, but to beat myself <clears throat> and and stuff like that. And I'll, you know, and I'll respond with, you know, put the bat down, St stuff like that. And and then, you know, you'll come back on and say, you know, let's take it back to the you know, let's try to take recenter this thing. And I think for the most part. I think it I think it works. It seems to be one of the more. I mean, even though there's, again, if you just take it down to the lowest common denominator, just you and I, this fundamental disagreement, 
it's still this space and it's one of the few spaces on clubhouse where i will regularly go that i know at the root of it is the desire for good conversation even though it doesn't always go necessarily as well planned yeah and the and the, the big thing is that that's the goal to have yeah i mean the best case is you know believe just like me and you know follow jesus just like me the worst case should be well we've had a good conversation we've got some things to think about and perhaps consider but we still disagree like everyone's everyone's friendly um you know you gotta be buddy buddy but everyone's friendly we're on good terms you know i consider you a very good acquaintance i dare say you know if, if it was a little more um uh, in the neighborhood uh probably good friends i mean i think we're, we're definitely friendly now um Absolutely. except you're thousands of miles away or whatever um but you know if you're a neighbor i'd be yeah my friend michael my neighbor michael i mean i could say that now um testament to video uh stuff sure yeah um, absolutely technology but uh especially because you never know when you're going to get it's a it's an open room it's an open forum and that's the way i want it but it's kind of a ch you take a chance every day you don't know if you're going to get um you know a bunch of muslims who come in or black hebrew israelites um because it could be a room full of 178 of them that's happened before um or it could be all christians so it's like know your audience right if you're if you're a christian audience many times we will go deep about secondary and tertiary issues um but for the benefit of all if it's a bunch of you know non-christians or atheists uh asking a couple questions we don't need to go into super deep christian doctrine we just answer a simple surface level thing and be like, well, here's what we believe. Here's what it is. Um, so then when the Christians start putting themselves against each other about denominational differences, uh, you know, the non-Christians are like, yeah, you guys can't even agree on something. So why should we entertain any of this as if they should be looking to humans, not God, but still that happens. That's a thing. Shouldn't be, mm -hmm. but it is. And it, it makes sense. I understand it. Like if I see a bunch of, you know, atheists fighting about who's a real atheist, um, who, who lacks a belief harder or something, it's like, you guys are crazy. It shouldn't be that way. But I mean, we're pattern-seeking creatures. So we mm -hmm. have a tendency to identify a pattern, and if that pattern is no one even can get on the same page about what they believe, but then all these Christians who are like, that you guys don't even know what you believe. Well, this is also often the weed stuff that has nothing to do with like a salvation issue, we would call it, because all of them agree on this, the death burial, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. The things he says you must believe, everyone fighting agrees on that, but because it's like so easy, we're like, yeah, this gospel, this stuff Jesus tells us to believe for eternal life is, I guess, just so simple that no one has anything to talk about it, um, argue about it on. So now we go farther and further away. So in a mixed audience, that's not necessary. Um, but my, speaking of mixed audience, Michael, uh, before yeah. I think you said something about people were giving you flack for taking it too easy. Um, so oh, this yeah. isn't this isn't a call to not do that. Um, but what would be some of the things if you were like just going the worst of the worst that Michael has for Christians? Um, I mean, what would that be? I mean, I know it's still going to be in a civil tone because we're civil people. So, right. so what would be the things that, like, are they wanting, like, screaming and yelling because um, people like blood? Or are they just hard questions that you, they were wanting you to ask? No, I think it was, so because, and, and, it, and it's almost, no, it's not almost, it's hypocritical. If I'm supposed to be okay with, or if, if I'm expecting others, to accept I don't know as my answer to something, I have to be willing to accept that person saying, I don't know to me. It is the most honest thing you can say, especially when you don't know. And so, so for example, when, when you and I had the, when you and I were having our conversation, some of the messages I got were, you know, well, you know, we, you know, you, you talked about some doctrine stuff, you know, but you didn't drill in hard enough about this, right? And when, when I responded to some of the people, I'm like, well, 
first one of the re big reasons I don't drill down super hard about some of this, the doctrinal stuff is I'm not a biblical scholar. So when someone says to me, you know, it's like I, I, I look at the Bible and you know, I, I read I read the Bible when I find something interesting. I've gained some some really smart friends uh, through social media and through the podcast and stuff like that, that I can reach out to them and say, hey, what about this? Right. But I'm not qualified to go much below the surface. Right. Like I can handle the surface level stuff and I can talk about, you know, the the reasons why I believe what I believe or why I don't believe what I don't believe and stuff like that. But when it starts going deeper, like, you know, why didn't you hammer more about stuff like this? Now, well, because mostly because I don't understand that stuff. And some people saying, well, you shouldn't be talking about people's stuff. You shouldn't be talking about it then. And to that, I, you know, I uh, as politely as possible, raise a particular finger on my hand um, because I'm going to talk to the people I want to talk to. And I'm going to talk to them how I want to talk to them. But. I, I get this, I get the, I get the flack a lot and, and it ra it ranges from to, to comment on directly what you said, it ranges from, you know, why did you let this person off the hook when you were talking about X um, all the way to um, you know, I think I've actually had people say, I think you're a closet believer. <laughs> and, you know, like much in the same way that, that people have thought that this guy ding dong, right is a is just the biggest troll that has ever lived and is secretly not a believer i have had people send me messages that eh, <laughs> my moral compass gets in the way because i would never share private messages sent to me um but i've had people send me messages saying i think you're actually a, a christian which is just funny yeah that's uh, that's interesting i'll let you do you but yeah that sounds interesting i i, I mean you know based on our talks I wouldn't uh, accuse you of that. At least you could say, well, biblically speaking, you know, the whole part about Jesus says, you know, if you deny me, I'll deny you. So if you were a closet Christian denying him every day of your existence, I'd say, you know, you would definitely be outside the realm of orthodoxy. Uh, that would be a good retort for the people who question your atheism. Why am I helping you? Um, anyways. So, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that happened today, right? I don't know, right? So, so the most hard gotcha question and, and we see it all the time, right? Like, I imagine that's when you just get your atheist popcorn and watch the Christian squirm. But you'll see, and I mean, I don't think we're really caught off guard at this point because it's happened so much, so it's rare. Someone <laughs> starts down a trail, uh, which is why I, I often kind of get antsy. If you haven't noticed, I'm kind of a that type of person anyway. So I'm like, okay, I, I they'll ask a question. They'll ask another question. Like, what about this verse? I'm like, Jeremiah 30. And I'm like, Okay, I know where this is going. They're like, now what about this? And each time in my head, I'm trying to like, um, it is like Doctor Strange with like the different outcomes of the multiverse. So I'm thinking in this scenario, okay, based on that scripture, they could go one of this many ways. Then they ask the next question. I'm like, okay, this one's not a reality. Now it's these these three. And so yeah. I'm trying to whittle it down in my mind, like where they're taking this to, because I know it's not just innocently asking about a verse in Jeremiah. So mm -hmm. I'll be like, okay, look, you're trying to slow walk. Just jump to the end. Like, I'll agree to everything you're saying. What's the point you want to make? Let's talk about that. Um, so even if, if you're civil people, Either it's going to be like, I don't know the answer, let me get back to you, or it's going to be like, oh, yes, I, I know this, I, I have an answer, here it is. And if you can't prove the truthiness, it's still an answer, right? So at this point in our history, there are answers for probably, I mean, there are more answers than there are to questions that have ever been asked. It's just, are those answers convincing? Um, to keep someone touring with it is it, is it? is it convincing to keep you going down that road? And then, let's say it is. Well, great. Now is it actually true? So, so I mean, every question, there's plenty of answers and theories about possible answers and solutions, but we may never know if some of these are true. So, 
I think for civil discussion, that's where it should end. So it's like, well, what about this verse in the Bible? This is a hard text. How do you get around it? Because, you know, your God is supposed to be this. Like we just heard right before we came here today. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever it was about, you know, Jesus says, hate, hate your mother. And yeah, so, yeah. 14, Luke 14, 26. Yeah. yeah, to be countered by Matthew 10 that we, you know, Albie brought up uh, and we later got to. But it's like... It, Either, if I wouldn't have known, if no one would have known that, I would have been like, well, yeah, Jesus says hate. Um, you know, maybe maybe he was having a bad day. I don't know. Like, uh, you, we know God is love. The Bible says God is love. Um, so so why could Jesus say hate? Um, as a Christian, you know, I don't know that answer. Let me research and get back to you. Um, that may make the person feel good. Like, ah, I stumped a Christian. But not really. You just, like, kick the can down the road because now the Christian's going to go research it, which, you know, fortunately, we've we've been on this road before. And I'll be, you know, we, like, we brought up the verse about honor your father and mother, so hate mm-hmm. doesn't have, would conflict with honor. Um, and then Matthew 10 directly speaks to this, though, right? So it doesn't take our interpretation. It talks about by comparison. It says, whoever doesn't hate his mother, father, sister, brother, and it goes down the list, whoever doesn't hate these things by comparison to the love they have for me, um, they're not worthy to be my disciple. So without interpreting it, without doing mental theological gymnastics, it just answered answered that. So it's like, how do you reconcile this? Um, and, and I just asked the guy, like the guy who asked the question, I'm like, okay, without the Christian, this says hate, this says by comparison, I feel like this explains it, so how do you reconcile that? He's like, I mean, I don't want to misspeak for him, but I mean, he was basically like, I heard fair enough, or okay, or, you know, when Jesus says hate, yes, of course he doesn't mean like, you know, hate your parents and punch them and treat them terribly. I get it. Mm-hmm. Like that, that sounds like the response he had kind of had. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting because the, that's the one thing that I've, I've heard you say on many, many, many an occasion, right. Is um, I'll, I'll hear you sometimes like people ask you a question and you'll say, here's my answer. And then you'll give them the answer or you'll give them the answer. And they say, that's my answer. Right. So I understand from your perspective where, where you'll say, okay, question asked, question answered right? You've come to the Ask a Christian room. You've asked me a question. I have provided you with an answer. And it's the best answer that I have, right? And which is the, which is the only honest thing you can do, right? I'm going to give you the best answer I can give you. If I, if I know the answer because I've been asked the question 10,000 times, I've got uh, what some people look at it and will say dishonestly, oh, you're just going to give me your canned response. It's like, that's not terribly charitable because yes, it's a, yes, it might be a canned response, but it's only a canned response because I've heard this question 468 times, right? So here's my standard answer for this question. I have canned answers too, right? I get asked questions. I have a canned answer because I've been asked that, that question that same 400 and odd times. Um, but, but you hit the nail on the head because that is either going to be um, and not even necessarily satisfying, because I'm not sure that being satisfied with an answer necessarily matters or is important. But it's whether or not um, the answer is convincing to that person, right? So, okay, so you've given me this answer. Hmm, okay, I hadn't thought about it from that perspective before. Now I have a better understanding. Okay, fine, I accept this, right? Um, and I th- and I don't think there's any, anything wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with there seems to be this this thought that, uh, and I've seen it on both sides, where believers of any faith tradition and, and, uh, and atheists or non-believers or agnostics, whatever you want to call us, um, are really, really tripped out about giving a concession, right? About conceding anything. And I don't understand 
why you why it's viewed as this weakness that you have conceded something. Hello, testing. I, I it doesn't make Guys, sense. Guys, come shut this door. I didn't, mean to, I didn't mean to interrupt yeah. you. I, I muted my microphone because I don't know if you can hear it, but my I hear it. My children are uh, fighting. Praise be, summer vacation. <laughs> so I, I muted long enough to to scream lovingly at them and be like, please shut my door. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, that's, that, that's kind of my... Uh, it, it's not something... It's not a sword that I'm prepared to throw myself on. Like if, if somebody makes a... and But going back to what you said a minute ago, because I think it's an interesting point where someone tries to set out the, um, they set the breadcrumbs out for the rabbit trail they want you to go go down. And there are those who are particularly dishonest in their approach to things that want to walk you down this trail to get to a, aha. I don't do aha moments. I don't do gotcha moments. I will ask questions. And, and, that's, and that's some of the other flack that I've gotten from, from other uh, atheists. You know, say, you know, like, you know, why didn't you ask them these questions to get to this? Like, because that's not how I talk to people. I'll say, you know, like, here's here's the thing about about this. Or I'll give two different points and say, I, you know, I'm unable to reconcile these two things. How do you reconcile these two things? And if you tell me how you reconcile them, okay, cool. You've been able to reconcile it, but I can't. That's not, that's an issue, me, not an issue, right? It, it's It's not something that I see as a as a weakness as far as the gotcha things right there uh, again in our current history there's no such thing legitimately as a aha i got you on the subject or on the question there's like a aha i personally got you because like this this singular person may not have an astute response but that in no way and a lot of times like that's what i want to do is point out that just because someone may may haha got you the person they have not haha got you the whole subject because you know there is an answer answers upon answers doesn't matter if they're true or not there are plenty of answers and doesn't even matter if, if they're convincing or not you can have a convincing lie and you can have an unconvincing something that's not convincing but it's still true so the point is is pointing out like putting people in the corner and making them accept just because you got some someone who's not versed in the subject to be confused don't take a victory lap because there's plenty of people, there's plenty of answers, Google it, um, to your question, and many times they already have, and they know the answer, um, but they just want to, like, trip up the person to specifically win a debate, or, you know, get a funny YouTube clip of, like, haha, you dumb Christians. And Christians do it, too, like, and I don't like that either, because that makes it awkward, right? Mm -hmm. I don't shy away from confrontation, but, you know, uh, there was, like, um, it, I, I'm former law enforcement, and we used to have this instructor that, um, in defense training, and he always said, uh, you know, treat them like family, tell you can't. <laughs> so that, that's kind of stuck with me. Um, I'm sure there's a biblical way of saying that too, but treat them like family until you can't. So it's like if people are nice, even if there's trolls, right? Like people have came in before, you know they're a troll. They're totally a troll. But because they say a troll in question and you don't take the bait, you don't pay the troll toll, um, and, and you kind of temper the responses a little bit and you temper your answer and you're like, I know you're trolling, but here's the actual answer. And I always think even if the person asking doesn't care, someone listening would probably be like, well, yeah. I'd, I'd actually like to know how a Christian answers that. So I try to do it for the benefit of, of everyone listening and maybe the troll, because before it's happened, where we'll do that. And once they see that, you know, we'll, we'll play ball and they'll tr turn what would be a trolling conversation into actually a good discussion. So before people have been like, well, you know, I came in here to troll, but you actually answered this. I, I thought you'd just yell and scream at me, which is what I wanted. Ha ha. I'm like, yeah, we, I noted. Um, but yeah. you didn't do that. And we had a conversation and, <clears throat> you know, I... I'm not going to be a Christian, 
Uh, but I've actually got some stuff to, you know, maybe I'll consider what you said. I'm like, great. Um, that, that should be like the worst case scenario. And like, I want to put people, I guess in your position, Michael, um, you just kind of came default when I met you that way, which, which yeah. is why we agree so much. We're on the same page on a lot of philosophy and approaches, not religion, but, but, you know, questions, answers, uh, the way we see, see the world, Christianity excluded. Um, mm-hmm. uh, right. So it's, it's people, sh- I want to like kind of do my best to take bullets out of their theological debate gun. So like today, whenever the guy, uh, you know, and this happens every day, um, when, when they talk about, you know, kind of these gotcha moments or what do you think about this? This makes God bad because of this verse, right? Um, I'm like, well, let's just consider that your worst possible scenario has, com- has some competitors. So let's take, you know, what the Christians actually believe. This is what we believe. And this is why. Now let's, you know, get philosophical. And you want to go like the worst case scenario. And I'm saying, well, you have to also consider good stuff. So to take stuff that you find questionable in the Bible, like if we're talking about the morality of God or something like that, um, and you want to automatically go like, you know, this tribe was God commanded people to be wiped off the face of the earth. You automatically go to God's evil. God loves murder. Uh, and what? rape and captivity is that where we went today um i'm like let's see the other side so let's let's take a glass half full approach and what about this what about this what about this uh maybe it's for all these other potentially good reasons which doesn't speak necessarily to the veracity of whether or not it's true or that's what the mind was on the mind of god but it just makes me want to like put people in a position where they're like okay you you've you've made it clear i can't rightly automatically take the worst case scenario I should consider the other side too. So glass half empty, glass half full type thing. And, and that's that's what I see as kind of the job is dispel dispel fruitless objections to Christianity, right? So there yeah. would yeah, like yeah. there would be legitimate gripes with Christianity, right? Like if people w- want to right. consider animals uh, with souls and totally equal with the rest of humanity, um, that would be a legitimate time to take that up with God because, right, he had human sacrifice. Uh, human, uh, Freudian slip. Did not have human sacrifice. We were talking about that yesterday or two days ago, but he had an animal sacrifice. So when people want to kind of conflate animals and humans, and they went on this human sacrifice trip, and it's like, well, Abraham and Isaac, it didn't happen, but, you know, also don't sacrifice people to other gods, meaning you can totally sacrifice them to your god. And the Judges 11 with Jephthah, he made the vow, and uh, they want to say, like, twist it into God's okay with human sacrifice, therefore he's evil. Well, I'm like, look, that's not what the Christians think at all. Here's what the Bible actually teaches about that. A guy made a very dumb vow he shouldn't have made and he followed through with it so the moral of the story is don't make this vow god never blesses him god never says it's good he shouldn't have done this but if you want me to give you some ammo for your gun you can say you don't like animal sacrifice there is lots of that so there's legitimate gripes people could have for christianity um mm-hmm. animal sacrifice yeah. in judaism yeah it's like i don't want to go just before <clears throat> i lose this train of thought because i'm not that smart um when i go back to what i was thinking uh, what you said a, a minute ago and people saying, you know, the whole gotcha moments and the fact that someone, you know, just because you get, you know, just because you trip up a person doesn't mean you, you've, you know, you've tripped up all of Christianity or all of, of atheism. And I get this all the time. And the best, the best explanation that I ever heard for this is from a guy. Um, I don't know if you're familiar, but years ago, a guy named David Smalley had the, the dogma debate podcast. Anyway, years ago. Uh, he, I think he's still around, but I think he's got most of his stuff behind a paywall now, and I've never been a massive fan, uh. fan of that. Um, anyway, he said something very astute in a discussion he was having once, and he said, "My um, a, a point of ignorance on my part is not evidence 
for your position. Right. That's a good point. And just because I don't have an answer for something doesn't mean you're right about what you believe. Right. And, and I, and that if you're going to be fair, that has to go both ways. Just because you can't answer my question doesn't mean God doesn't exist. And just because I can't answer your question doesn't mean God does. Right. And so, but, but there's this, there is this mentality um, with some, not all of, you know, this things like, like clubhouse and, and things like that being, they see it as blood sport. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's all about the, you know, can I, can I pwn this person? Right. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't be about that. I doubt very seriously. I hope <laughs> I should say, I hope that the creators of that platform didn't envision what it's become. That would be my hope. Hey, you know, <clears throat> I mean, I, I get hints of what it's become because I, I hear stuff, but very rarely do I do I go into other other people's areas. Um, maybe that's narcissistic control issues. I don't know. I'll talk to you later. Um, you can you can guide <laughs> me through it. But um, and I also like if I have time available, I'm like, well, why don't I just you know set up my own camp and and open my own my own area. Um, but that's something else I, I forgot to mention earlier. That goes both ways, right? So, you know, equal opportunity um, condemner. That sounds bad. Um, but equal opportunity, right? So I don't like it necessarily whenever other people kind of gang up on one side or the other. And whenever um, I hope in my mind, like in, not everyone thinks like me, probably, probably good. But um, in my own mind, I think when someone starts pushing at Christianity, and especially if they're really aggressive, like, if they just ask innocently, like, I have a question about this. What do you think? Um, I'm like, this is what I think. They're like, oh, thanks. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your answer. Like, you know, that's a very easy person to, like, display love, loving stuff towards and kindness towards. Because, mm -hmm. um, yep. I mean, that's a question and answer. But when people really uh, try to set something up and walk you down it, and it's just one of those things, like, it's just like, what, what do they call it where it's like a set pitch or... I'm, I'm messing this up, but where it's just like a give me, right? Like you just know you're going to, the ball's right here. It's like on a tee, like tee ball. You're just going to yeah. smash this thing a mile away because you see where it's coming from. Uh, but you're kind of playing dumb. Like, you know, I don't know where they're going. Let me see. Um, but they're like really smimey about it or snarky or like they're going to own this Christian or they're whatever. But the point is when they aggressively attack in these rooms and you're just like, I know where this is going already, but let's just play this out and then you play it out a lot of people will have a propensity to kind of like pounce be like you're so dumb you're ignorant read a book you're, you're uneducated and then like just shove the answer down their throat telling them how stupid they are with i don't know the love of jesus i guess i think well i i see that i mean i don't know i've got flaws in plenty of other areas maybe this is one of them. maybe it's too too much the other way but i like to see that as okay this person thought they were gonna like you know pwn the christians uh the christian you know answer them but right where they have that moment of like freak out like oh crap they're this is live replays are on i'm gonna be looking like an idiot i'm gonna have to make a new profile because like i've just like attacked these people so much and now i see the error and now i'm about to get pounced on it's like you walk them right up to that line answering their question and it's just like what do you think about that <laughs> instead of like driving it home and like crushing them it's like okay well here's a little christian humility um it's not deserved because you're kind of a jerk but just sort of like you know smashing in with the theological hammer it's like so what do you think about that and then they may be like oh okay uh, thanks for your time 
Um, I mean, I I don't know if in some sinister way that's that's worse, but in my mind, it's like answering their question. It's you know, kind of like shutting the mouths of lions, biblically speaking. Um, but you're also not taking a victory lap and be like, "Ha, you're so dumb." Because who's gonna be like, "Oh yes, you've just like ridiculed me and berated me." Yeah, let me follow your Jesus now. Um, instead, it's kind of like a, a call to humility. It's like, oh, you know, I totally deserve to get smashed. I see how wrong I was, and I was really dumb. I should have never said that. But they had a little bit of grace, and they just answered it, um, even though they, they totally had, like, the grounding to just pound me into the sand. Yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, and, and there are there are those who deal with it. There are some that deal with it better than others, right? <clears throat> like, you and I, like, I know exactly who you're referencing, when you say you're so dumb, read a book, right? And and you, you and I both know who we're talking about. Peace be upon you, um, right? Yeah, you know, you, you and I both know who we're talking about, and and I think it just goes to, like, just overall temperament, right? Um, people that in in some ways don't necessarily have the tools for the trade, right? Um, you know, and and it, yeah, like I understand where you're coming, but but there is that whole thing. And I remember one of the way one like when I first um, met you, uh, you know, the whole talk of you know, First Peter three fifteen, right? Uh, you know, I mean, you you haven't. I don't. I don't think I've heard you say that in the Ask a Christian Room for a long time. But it's always there's never any doubt in my mind that it's part of the ethos and that it's always hovering in the background of the conversations that you host there. Speaking briefly to what you said about, you know, the, the fact that you don't go to, to other spaces much, oddly enough, I don't go to many other spaces much, right? I spend 95 plus percent of my time on Clubhouse in the Ask a Christian room. Um, the, like I, you know, I open up the app in the morning. I wait to see what, you know, what, when your notification is coming up or when your room is starting. I see how my day is shaping up, how much time I can, you know, either have or not have for it uh, and, and things like that. But it's, I don't think there's anything, <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong from a psychological perspective about it. People carve out their little niches um, and it is only natural for us to want to stay in our, our comfort zones. Um, I, my comfort zone, oddly enough, is not my comfort zone. I like I I prefer surrounding myself with people who disagree with me because I feel like there's mu a much better opportunity for me to learn something when I'm not surrounded by people that are you know that agree with me. I think you I think you benefit from uh, on kind of on the flip side to having people come to you to ask these questions and it and it works. Um and it's, it just has very clearly been a success in, in that fashion. Um, but it just, I think it just speaks to the, the, how people can just be different, right? I like going where I am not going to be in the, in the majority. And in, I mean, it's, it's, it's so funny, but there's been many a times where, you know, we've been talking back and forth and stuff like that. And you've brought people up on stage. They don't want to talk to you. They want to ask me a question. <laughs> right. That's happened. I don't know how many times. And it's just like, well, you know, my typical answer is, well, if Nate wants to entertain and I'm, I'm fine to answer any questions you have for me, but it's Nate's space. Right. Um, and and so but it, it's interesting, but I don't I certainly don't think it speaks in any way negatively about uh, about you. It's just 
different people's comfort zones. Yeah, and I, I, everyone has their pet projects. And, and by the way, yeah, going back, you know, whenever I whenever I say, um, you know, you're ignorant, read a book, everyone automatically knows who I'm talking about. Um, but I mean, it's it's also everyone's personality. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, th- this is also someone who you know I, I consider a friend, just like you. I've never met him in person, but I, I consider you know we get along. We have plenty of disagreements, but you know we get along on like a human level. The, the, our general outlook on on functionality of our existence, not like we're talking about worldviews with Christianity necessarily, but um, I mean, this guy is a Christian, but uh, this is one of the guys that's forgotten more than I'll ever know about all kinds of church history, church fathers, the history of like theology, Eastern Orthodoxy, every heresy you can imagine. So like, I I love having him there and and participating. and, you know, I was actually, whenever I said that, except the book thing, because that's just, that's just my go-to. But, um, like, today, when when the other, a couple other people, um, the Muslim guy was asking questions, and we were defending from, like, a Christianity standpoint. But then they're like, well, let me ask you a question. And they flip it around, um, and they start going hard after him, um, which is fine, but that's not my thing, right? And, and that's not, like, a religion thing. Like, do whatever you want, like, religiously. Like, go discuss theology, attack the atheists, attack the, you know, attack. Um, hopefully civilly, um, you know, with whatever you want. But as far as the scope of the Ask a Christian, um, I, I generally describe to the uh, subscribe to the the best defense is more offense uh, type mm. thing, except in this. In this, I, I kind of like, it's my personality, it's my pet project, to be on defense. Because the whole goal was explain what Christianity actually is and what it definitely is not. So when people are like, oh, well, you're a Christian, you must hate this group of people. No, here's why. Disagreeing is not hate, et cetera, et cetera. Or, uh, you know, Christianity is you believe you get, uh, you know, 100 wives in heaven. Wait, no, that's not Christianity. Um, This is what it actually is. So it's really to to focus because there's so many misconceptions about Christianity that I I want to be outnumbered. I want to be on the defensive. So hopefully people that have these misconceptions... um, we can click quickly clear up with the Bible. So I'm like, well, look, it doesn't matter if you don't even believe the Bible. As far as Christianity is concerned, it says it right here. So you don't have to believe it's true. I, you should. Uh, but it, you don't have to believe it's true to be like, now I have an understanding of what Christians actually believe about this subject because it's written in their book. Not because you're listening to some clubhouse Christian explain it from their own interpretation. But there, I mean, there is a lot of interpretation in, in different doctrines about the Bible. But for some many things, it's black and white and you can see the writing so if someone says well you can't use the bible you're not even christian you don't even believe this stuff to the person asking the question it's like no no i talked to a christian they pointed out this this chapter this verse so you can't say this about christianity because it's, it says the opposite right here in the book you don't have to believe it but this is this is what's in their book um that type thing yeah yeah, so other, this, yeah. you just reminded me of another thing that i've got flack for is is i will is even though you know and for anybody who's 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 watching this now who's not familiar with the whole clubhouse uh side of the ask a christian um and hopefully there will be people that 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 see this that aren't familiar with that and maybe go and join and then maybe we'll have a discussion one day um but um one of the things that i have gotten flack about is um is steel manning some points in the christian position and people are like, you know, why are you doing that? You know, why are you arguing that? I'm like, well, because it's, it, I, again, I don't feel like that's the hill to die on. It's like, and if you're going to, if, if you're going to go in and, and criticize something, criticize what it actually is. Don't criticize what your interpretation of it, uh, of it is. Because I, because we get it, we, the Royal, we atheists get enough of that from our side too. Right. I can't tell you how many times I've heard on your stage and others, you know, atheists think X. I'm like, Really? Because I'm not aware that atheists think that, you know, it's like, don't do not prescribe onto me. Feel free to ask me the question 
and I'll tell you exactly what I think. I will always tell you exactly what I think, what I feel, or what I believe. But you said something really interesting that actually shows, um, I think, in, in a lot of ways, another, uh, another similarity with us is you said exactly the same thing flipped to what I said. I said, I like going into spaces where I can be challenged and you like to host spaces where people come to you and challenge you. It's the same thing. It was meant to be, Michael. This was yeah, meant to be. There you go. Uh, by, by the way, you said you, you uh, wear an atheist. I mean, I don't want you to burst into flames on, on camera, but you said yeah. you wear a different atheist t-shirt every day. Are you wearing one such now? I'm not wearing necessarily an atheist. Well, I guess a little bit because it's not really atheist theme, but it's uh, evolution theme. So I'll just have to move my mic out of the way a second. So uh, it says, so basically what it shows is it shows basically hominid skulls um, coming from Africa. And the caption is, we are all African. Uh, because I subscribe uh, to the theory of evolution, uh, which would um, which indicates that we are primates, that we are animals. Um, well, animals first, um, meaning that we are multicellular, multicellular eukaryotes with internal digestive tracts, which is the definition of an animal, um, and that we are hominids, uh, Homo sapien, um, and uh, apes, which include uh, gorillas, orangutans gibbons uh and humans i believe those are the four categories of great apes i'm not a biologist though um but yeah i i wear an atheist theme t-shirt all the time when i'm not when i don't <laughs> uh if i'm not working i'm probably wearing an i'm either wearing an atheist theme t-shirt or a star wars t-shirt a dungeons and dragons t-shirt or a formula one t-shirt of some kind though that's kind of the gamut of what i will wear formula one okay of course formula one yeah I'm a, I'm a big i'm a big f1 guy well, well two things yeah to, going back a little bit to um before the evolution thing um yeah, yeah when, when people i want everyone to be fair right because if you win if you win a debate which i don't i don't like to debate that's why when people are like debate me debate me i'm like no they're like you're scared you're scared i'm like Come have a conversation. Like let's like, just have a chat. Like no What's one wrong with talking. No one's gonna say you know Nate or Michael or rightly scared of anything. Goodness, like we've got countless thousands of hours of this stuff. So I mean, no one, no one's running from anything. I, I mean, you can totally own me about certain topics um, that I'm unfamiliar with. I can research them and look at an answer and you know find answers that are stupid. And I'm like, I'm not using that, not using that. And I can comb through it till I find one that convinces me. And I'm like, oh, this is convincing. Or maybe I won't be satisfied. Maybe like, no, you know what? I don't have an answer and I didn't find any others that make sense to me either. So I guess congratulations. You can award yourself a trophy. The internet will care. Um, so it's not about a debate. Like, I, I hate that. It's, it's so formal and rigid. Kind of it, the parallels for Christianity and not, uh, like the things Jesus talks against, the parallels are so there. It's like you have rigid, constructed uh, human ways of like debating you get time limits you get time limits you get to speak you have a moderator uh, you have to do everything you have to study you have to prepare which that's a lot of it um you have to have everything laid out like a court case and um or a formal debate and that's kind of like how the law was with jesus and he's constantly like saying your law says this but i say this and it's it's different and elevated from from the actual law so like I mean, I guess I'm just following, you know, being consistent. Because in Christianity, it's like, it's not the letter of the law, it's the spirit of the law. So um, when the, the letter of the law says this, well, the spirit of the law that Jesus is constantly saying you guys miss is this. And it's more free-flowing, all-encompassing. And it's not easier. In many cases, it's elevating. Um, or, or it's like a, a, 
instead of talking about this specific subject, it encompasses this subject, and it's also talking about, like, levels bigger, like humanity. Um, hang on, I'll make lunch in a little bit. I got something for you. Wait, close that door. Uh, don't make anything yourself. I have something for you. I'm going to make them a special treat. Oh, there you um, go. Ask me tomorrow what that was. But uh, anyway, so two more things, or, or to finish this. So, I don't want people to be unjustly persecuted, like, uh, for an atheist, right? Like, when a Christian says, you just want to be your own god, that's why you're an atheist. Um, how many times have you heard that one? I want to be like, okay, well, hang on, look. And as a Christian, like, technically, it could be nuanced in a way that I would agree. Um, if, if Christian is true, I believe it is, you know, there's a god that makes you, you instinctively know somewhere deep down there's a god. It could be nuanced in a way that, yes, you want to be your own god, that is why, but you have to make a bunch of theological steps there that the atheist is not going to agree to. But I, as a Christian, I'm like, okay, I see how you get that, and I don't disagree, but if you want to have a conversation with someone, and you start out, Michael, oh, you're an atheist? Oh, tell me why you want to be your own god, demon. Um, that's yeah. not going to go anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably so, going to show you. No, no, you're 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 100 right in that. And and I also like I get so two weeks ago, two weeks ago ish, I was on uh, Donnie Standing for Truth's YouTube channel. If you haven't, if you're a Christian and you haven't are not familiar with it, look it up. I'm not. Uh, just go onto YouTube and look up Standing for Truth. Uh, a guy named Donnie. He's a decent guy. <laughs> we fundamentally disagree as much as Nate and I do, and yet he's hosted me on his channel half a dozen or more times. Um, I went on specifically to have a discussion, not a formal debate with a guy named Paul Price. Um, I got emails because basically, you know, Donnie puts, you know, my podcast and our, our, our podcast, I should say, and uh, email address into the, uh, into the description box for the, for the show. And I got one email saying, I challenge you to a debate. I'm like, dude, I spent the first two minutes of my opening telling you I don't like debates. They are adversarial devices designed to put people at odds with one another, and you're never going to get anywhere past the banging of heads. Let's talk about this, you know, like, you know, have some time. And so what I'll do is I'll have this debate. And I'll, I think in that one, we did like two minute openings where I pre prepared like three paragraphs of stuff outlining kind of how I feel and what I believe. And then we just talked for an hour. That's what I want to do. I don't want to have a, you know, because what you said, debate me. I'm like, what's the point? If you're coming into it that hard headed and that rigid, you're not going to change your mind. I am a, I'm a firm believer in that. If you're that hard headed about it, you're not going to change your mind. But go into it and have a discussion, lower the defenses a little bit, drop the pride a couple of notches, and you might, one, learn something, and you may even be able to teach the other person something as well. I completely uh, agree with that. And, and it's, it's, what's the goal, right? So if you're someone who, I mean, that's your thing, that's your project to debate, to own people, to, um, make a name for yourself as a scary guy that, uh, shouldn't be debated because he's going to own you. And I guess the result is you don't get anyone wanting to debate because they don't want to be so owned. So you now have an echo chamber of one. If that's your goal, um, okay, fine. Um, again, like I said, I'm <laughs> so not perfect. This sounds a certain way when I say it, but it's because the goal is different, right? Like, my goal is just to explain what I believe. I, like, like me, my, my selfish motivation is I, I like engaging. So for me, I, I work from home, and uh, right now it's summer, and about the only adults I see is my wife. Uh, she works, so she's not home all day. So the only adult interaction I have is with my wife a few hours a day when she's home from work, and a couple people I see out around the neighborhood occasionally. So that's it. So for me, my, my selfish motivations are I like to, well, engage with other adults, with other people, um, for, for 
companionship and stuff like that and topics. And then I really do believe the Christianity stuff. I do believe Jesus. I do believe I have the answers that are most accurate. Um, you know, it's subjective. I can't prove it to everyone in the way they want it proven. But that's my belief. Just like other people have their sincerely held religious or otherwise beliefs or lack thereof. So that is a, a something like, you know, politics, I kind of like to talk about a little bit, but very, very surface level. And that's more infuriating for people than religion, actually, believe it or not. Um, so and me, love talking philosophy. Yeah, sports, fishing, race cars, <laughs> uh, cycling, health, fitness, I, those aren't my things. So I'm just not passionate. So I like the engagement with other people. And I am passionate about religion, uh, which I coincidentally, I, I think is the ultimate key to life. I think that's the most important thing you could be talking about, because that's it's an eternal discussion. Um, so, so that's kind of like my selfish motivations and, you know, to get more people involved in the discussion is the better. So the more people we can get on camera and not just on audio or on camera sleeping in their pajamas, but to really engage and have good discussions on video, good audio, um, just for technical stuff, it's going to bring more people in. And the more people in, the more, the bigger our crowd grows and the bigger the audience in the, the great debate community grows. And that can only be good. Right? You get more voices, you get more diversity of thought, and that that's a community I like and I want to foster. And uh, so that's like the cherry on top of you know giving people hopefully things to think about. So best case scenario, they're all Christians. They're like, wow, God has shown his light on me in this discussion. I will follow Jesus. Um, great. But worst case scenario should be, okay, well, you know, he didn't yell and scream and call me a demon. He didn't pray for my soul to burn in hell. Because um, that happens from some people. Um, oh, yeah. He just refuted my question. It either uh, wasn't good, wasn't convincing, but he was a nice enough guy, or he helped me give a different perspective that, while I don't agree, maybe it's not as bad as my perspective. So just like sending people off with a couple things to consider. Yeah, it's funny. I'm reminded of, um, I was at, uh, I was driving my father-in-law to the bus station in downtown Toronto. It's probably about five years ago. And he, what he needed me to do is he needed me to drive me down there, drive him down there, and then take his car back. So I did that for him. And I was on my way back. It was summertime and I stopped off. And I don't know if they do that. Um, don't do this in the U.S. But uh, in Canada at McDonald's during the summer, they have the dollar drinks. Right. So I went in to get, you know, the, you know, big ass Diet Coke is a buck. So I'm in there and I paid my dollar and I'm well, dollar 13. So we pay taxes um, and I'm getting my uh, getting my drink. And this woman comes up to me. She was about, I don't know, 300 years old. Um, but, you know, it was it was a Sunday and she was wearing, you know, this this kind of uh, pale blue uh, pantsuit. But she was seriously old. She was. Yeah, she was old. And uh, I was wearing a provocative T-shirt, as I do, especially on Sundays. And uh, she she kind of poked me on the shoulder. I turned around. And I'm like, yes. And she said, um, I wanted to talk to you about your T-shirt. And I said, oh, and the, uh, this is great, right? It's awesome. It's what I live for. Um, and I'm like, what did you, what you want to talk to me about? She said, well, I find it very offensive. Really? What is it about my shirt that you find offensive? And this kind little woman with this pale blue suit, her face went red. And she said, I just want you to know that the fires of hell are being stoked just for you. And I looked at this woman and I said, how Christian of you? And I left. And uh, for the record, what my shirt said was, uh, on the front of it, it said, I'm an atheist because I have read it, meaning the Bible. And on the back was a quote from Numbers 22, 28 that says, and the Lord gave the donkey the ability to speak. Um, 
And it's still one of my favorites to wear sometimes because, you know, donkeys can't talk. Uh, unless, of course, you start with a god. Because then if, if a god's real, a donkey speaking is child's play. Um, but, yeah, and so that that's the, the context of that uh, discussion. And that that conversation will never do anything to get someone to, as you would say, Nate, repent and believe the gospel. Yeah, and on one hand, right, it— <clears throat> It shouldn't matter, like to, to the total objective person that doesn't let other things like emotions affect them. Um, it shouldn't matter how crappy Christians are, or vice versa. That should have zero bearing um, on whether or not someone believes God is true or false because of that. Unfortunately, um, that's not the case, and people do let emotions get the better of them, and that could put up like a massive cement wall to keep people from ever considering um, one way or another. Um, so, I mean, you know, it, it, second Peter, right? I mean, it, it is good to share what you believe, but with gentleness and respect. So, I mean, first it doesn't Peter. like it, it first, first three fifteen, right? They yeah. say second Peter. I was thinking about the gloomy darkness chainsman. Anyways, yeah. you're better Christian than me, Michael. See, we've got robes. We've got cookies. <laughs> and for, for, I mean, earlier, I mean, chocolate chip, chocolate chunk, whatever will get you over the border. Uh, okay. budget budgets 20 bucks uh, to get you saved but first peter 315 you know be, be ready to give a hope you have but with gentle like so many people say be ready to give a hope for the you know reason for the hope you have and then i'm like wait did you intentionally cut off that last part with gentleness and respect um so while it's not super fun and it's personalities right so maybe i'm too lackadaisical people have been like you're too easy going you need to call them out you need to blah 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 it's just personalities at this point because while it's not fun for me to like hear <laughs> that encounter and you know all, all the other stuff um you know it's not it's not my bone to pick like ultimately it's between you and the god i believe with and you know whenever other people will say well uh, you're you're damned to hell um and they just kind of leave it there and it's like you don't know me you don't know my life um that's true and as long as you're breathing and i think a lot of the times after it's explained and the cr people stop pointing the finger a little bit i'm like okay well would you say it's fair that in his current state yes if he's you know if people are rejecting jesus rejecting god they're like i don't care about you i don't care about your god i don't believe it all um in their current state sure firewood for hell um they're they're one of those pre-made logs just ready to go um i don't mean to be flippant about that it is important but how many times can we say it um so sure. we believe in an unrepentant state yes but you can't say that this person is uh you know going to be in hell for all eternity they still have breath so while they're still living, instead of like pronouncing their end in judgment upon them um, as if you were God, just temper it a little bit. Um, and that's yeah, my personality. Yeah. I, I mean, can't tell you how many times I've heard you know people will say because you, you know there's that um, the part in Romans where it says you know God gave them over to a reprobate mind and stuff like that. And um, I've heard many Christians say you know you you have to be careful. You know, who you, because calling someone, and this is, I've heard more than one Christian say this. It's not, it's not our place to say who has been given over to that reprobate mind, right? The, you know, and they'll say, they'll quote the Bible verses, you know, that God is the, the reader of hearts, right? So only, you know, it's like, even by your theology, only God knows, right? So for you to cast that type of judgment on somebody, that could be, that's pretty iffy. For me, that, that 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 seems like it's a, you're almost on dangerous ground yourself, N not not from a salvific perspective, but um, I mean the Bible does say to cast righteous judgment on people, but you know it also says you know judge not lest ye be judged. So it's you know like I've heard many Christians say you know don't you know don't use those type of words you you don't know and you said it yourself you know you don't know what's going to happen 
you know, what, what brought me to my current state. Oh, and for everybody who doesn't know, I used to be a Christian. Um, but you know, so, you know, was, was raised in this belief came out of it. Who knows what's going to happen? And I'll be the first one to say, I don't know what's going to happen to me tomorrow. Right. That might be the thing that, you know, a light bulb goes off, so to speak. I don't know that. I can't know that. Um, tomorrow, 10 years or on my deathbed, who knows? And I guess the last thing, like, you know, we, we, uh, lovingly call it the prescription because we've talked yes. about it so much like Michael that's that's one thing like I, I think you know even if someone doesn't uh hear hear the gospel hear about Jesus and, and believe um if they keep coming to the rooms uh they they can at least hear the gospel a lot so mm -hmm. it, it Michael's heard it so many times that at a certain point we we just started calling it the prescription that he occasionally employs and with about the last like four or five minutes um yeah, sure, go ahead. basically yeah. we, we talk about how what is the core of Christianity for, so forgetting about all this other stuff, all these other texts, all the other church fathers, all the other deep philosophical, theological questions that are just deep and arduous and whatever, and have in many cases nothing to do with what Christians consider salvation, it's kind of what we I talked about earlier briefly, was there is a God, it's Jesus, he came from heaven to earth, was born as a human, lived a perfect life, uh, offered himself as a sacrifice, he was crucified on a cross uh, for our sins, things that we've done, like oopsies against God, things that God says don't do, we've did, um, and he was raised from the dead. If we believe that, he says, you must be born again. Ask him to save us, forgive us, give us this eternal life. He says, it's free. Just ask for it, receive it. It's yours. Not a big deal. No rituals, no money. Just believe, repent, stop doing what you know is wrong, ask and believe, and seek him. So if there's any way God is going to, you know, people are going to have God proven to them, I firmly believe, and you can be compelled, right? We can give arguments. We can point out stuff in the Bible that maybe people are like, oh, I thought it was bad, but that's a good point. I mean, we can make compelling arguments, but that's not going to empirically prove God and like rip God out of the heavens and put him under a microscope the way people say they would like to have it proven. Um, so, you know, they could have Jesus be your trick, trick person and like do tricks and make your water wine and stuff like that. Um, so if any type of that proof that's going to check all of these boxes required for someone to believe god knows what that is and it's going to come directly from god as such jesus says seek him pray to him and focus on him so i've told michael that and you know he's like well occasionally i do this i revisit this so real quick give the your final thoughts on the prescription but yesterday or the day before you were there when i i added a little addendum because someone else was asking about it and i said i'm not going to question someone i'm not going to say you did it wrong or you didn't do it right um but how do you feel if if you you know for example you you wear atheist t-shirts you know you're like god's all fairy tales yada yada like your day-to-day -day life consistent with your beliefs or espousals um do you think that could how do you reconcile that with the prescription which is you know be as humble as you can lacking pride sincerely seeking while five minutes before or after you can be like your god's a lie um, is, do you, how do you reconcile that? Or I actually don't know what you're going to say. So not easily, right? Because, you know, but the reality is every, everyone, and we, we have no power over this, right? And this is something you and I are in firm, firm agreement on. We can't choose our beliefs. Uh, belief is the process of becoming convinced that a proposition is true or likely true. And it is not possible for you to act outside of your beliefs, Right. Nate, because you are convinced of what you are convinced of, you are not going to you are not going to act in a way outside of those beliefs. It doesn't mean you won't do what you would call sin, right? But you also accept that sin is a thing. You know that you do it sometimes. You know you shouldn't do it, and then you apply that prescription of you know asking for forgiveness, praying, saying, realizing that you messed up, and saying, "Oh man, I got to do better. Shouldn't do that again." 
understanding that maybe two weeks from now you're probably gonna do the same thing again, right? And you know, understand that you know, you'll 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 slip up sometimes. Um, but the best answer to your question is, I'm. It's not easy for me to reconcile that, but I don't have the power to act outside of my beliefs. What, I am currently in being in a state of being convinced of one thing, right? It is 180 degrees of what I was convinced of. Just say 15 years ago, for lack of a better time frame, and you know, but but there's there's nothing I I can do about that. When when uh, for everybody listening, um, Nate first kind of gave me the prescription that we jokingly call it. I don't know if we've known each other a year and a half, probably um, a year and five months ago. Like it, it was very early on um, <clears throat> when we were getting to know each other, and and I, I do try it. I pray. I do. I, I seek, I read the Bible. I have a Bible app on my phone and I have a hard copy right there. Um, it's next to my skeptic annotated Bible, but what can you do? Um, so, but I, I do read these things and I engage with people who disagree with me, who believe the things that, that I don't have the capacity to believe. Like, it's not that I, I won't say to someone, Oh, I don't believe that. My response is I can't believe that. I'm in a state where I don't have the capacity to accept what it is you accept. Um, but I'm humble enough to admit that I could be wrong. Everything that Nate has said over the past period of time could be absolutely true. And I could be in deep trouble. I'm not currently convinced of that. I'm convinced <laughs> otherwise. And so again, the best answer to your question is it's not easy for me to reconcile, but I am forced as I believe we all are to act in, to act within our state of beliefs. And, and I, I try to do that as, respectfully and provocatively as possible. <laughs> and I guess um, respectful provocateur, I, I guess the only leeway I, I see there, and I know we talked about that and you, you do too, is in the interest that you could be wrong. So it's, mm -hmm. you act consistent with your beliefs. One small percentage of those beliefs are you could be wrong. And I would say that would be the hope of where, you know, my hope that, you are able to not suspend your belief, but consistent with your beliefs, the part that you could be wrong would allow you to do all the aforementioned things, you know, the way the Bible would prescribe. And uh, so you can consistently um, be a skeptic, be convinced there is no God, yet also be convinced that you could be wrong. And it's, it's that little percentage, however the bigger little that percentage of you could be wrong is, would be the exploration area uh, to do this <laughs> sincere from a good place. Because I... I I can't be the, it, it rubs me the wrong way when people are like, you did it wrong. Um, I mean, some yeah, part yeah. of me thinks, well, something has gone wrong somewhere. Um, and I'm not going to say it's God. Um, so, so there's other, there's other myriad of things. Um, but I also think to say you did it wrong. You didn't pray hard enough. You didn't believe right enough. Um, because if you do it that way, I mean, you could probably go to a camp or a retreat and smoke some peyote and successfully brainwash yourself into totally believing a God, um, in, in your mind while you actually don't believe in a God, you've just brainwashed yourself. So, I mean, yep. that's, that's not the goal of the Christian either. It shouldn't be. It's not my goal because if you brainwash yourself, well, you don't legitimately believe it anyway. So that's doing no good. Um, but yeah, Michael, thank you for being here. I think we've we've gone a little over an hour, so I think my kids are probably wondering where uh, where their lunch is. <laughs> yeah, no, this this is super fun, and uh, hopefully, it's uh, hopefully this is the the first of many great discussions you're able to have with people who both agree and disagree with you. Um, 
and hopefully it spawns nothing but more good conversation. Yeah, and um, yeah, if you'd like, tell people real fast where they can find your podcast. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, you can just go to, so you can just Google the Canadian Atheist Podcast. It's not Canadian Atheists. That's an organization we're not affiliated with. Uh, but it's, um, uh, just quickly, it's thecapodcast.ca. Or you can email me at theca at rogers.com. And if people deconvert because I sent them there, I'm going to feel really bad. Um, but the truth <laughs> of the gospel will prevail. Anyways, <laughs> thanks, Michael. Um, so, uh, yeah, let me... Yeah, stop the recording, and we'll say a proper goodbye offline. Yeah. Let me say goodbye. Oh, and everyone else um, watching, yeah, Michael, you may have to be a frequent flyer here if you're the only one willing to get on camera. If anyone else would like to have questions or comments, you can find the link to join Clubhouse Live in audio, um, or you can also send uh, Ask a Christian uh, Club at Gmail, because we're cheap here. Um, send your questions, send your topic. If you'd like to come on here one-on-one on camera, um, do that. So take care, everyone, and we'll catch you next time.